I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. All many, many years ago, God took this old mariner all from the Gulf of Mexico off of an old shrimp trawler. I spent the better part of all my lost life out in the Gulf, the harvesting of the food of heaven, and all an opportunity now to be taken from the boat to the book, the book of God. And as far as the Bible is concerned, there in the Word of God, of course, listening to the Word of God preached and having somebody to witness to me, to tell me of Christ who died for me, who died for my sins. And all in the month of January and all the way back in 1966, I trusted Christ to be my Savior. What he did there on Calvary was sufficient enough to provide forgiveness for my sins. I'm glad to be saved at this time. I hope you're a believer. And if not, I hope you're I hope you're seeking. You probably would not be listening to the station if you were not seeking truth. I pray that somehow all truth will find you, which is of course truth incarnate. We think about Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I trust that you might find him as your savior, your heavenly captain also. I've been involved in the fishing industry once again, all of my life, and to think about some of the boat captains that are friends of mine, oh, some of them are small. They have little small trawlers. Some of them, I've talked to some captains that had a ship that was almost a 1,000 foot long. Go up into the, uh, the area there, the captain's quarters, and talk to them, and then to see this man and all the you know, just the ability that he had to be able to command such a big ship. Oh, but to know the heavenly captain. Ah, oh, no, that's, oh, that's just wonderful. I'm glad to know Jesus Christ is my Savior. He is the captain of my salvation. The book of Psalms, Psalm 106, I'm going to read verse 48. And talk about a little word we did on the fisherman's five-minute look at the book, which I really like. I like words in the Bible. Sometimes not even a lot of words, sometimes just one little single word. I heard many years ago, and an old man of God, his name was Lester Roloff, and I heard him one time preach a message on the word the, T-H-E, and it was so good. Just one word, just one little word. And here's what we find here in Psalm chapter 106. And verse 48, by the way, if you ever like to correspond with us, you can do so. We're as close as that computer, that computer keyboard that's in front of most everyone now. I've been in some remote areas of the world, and there in their hands was a little miniature keyboard, whether you want to call it an iPhone, an iPad, or whatever. We're just F-O-M-M, part of the World Wide Web, www.com. 
uh, F-O-M-M dot that period O-R-G. They'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. Let us hear from you. The book of Psalms, Psalm 106, verse 48. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Now, isn't that good? That's a message in itself. Isn't it good that we're connected with someone who is from everlasting to everlasting? I I would so so be ashamed of being part of a religious movement where the founder was dead and in the ground, you know. I'm glad, as far as the God that I serve, my friend, from everlasting to everlasting, David said, blessed be the Lord God, from uh, of Israel from everlasting to everlasting and let all the people say and then he uses my word and uh, it's a bible word and I like it I make it my word too and let all the people say amen praise ye the lord I like that little word amen when we use it it shows what do we say feelings of agreement with something that's said maybe something that was sung or taught or maybe someone testifying or some preaching you know whereby when i'm in agreement with that sometimes it just comes out of me the word amen the word amen faithful so let it be surely uh to render more emphatically we think about the word amen uh, we think about to build up, to support, trustworthy, established, firm, genuine. We go on and on. I like the word. Why do you like that word, Brother One? Because it's a Bible word. You know, I find in Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 13, the writer there is writing young Timothy, and he says, listen, he said, I want you to hold fast the form of sound words which you've heard of me. What? Hold fast the form of sound words. Sound words are Bible words. The word sound is to do with uh, with good, something that has quality to it. Hold fast the form of sound words. In other words, uh, words that belong to God. Sound words. The writer there is the Apostle Paul, and we have what Simon Peter said in Second Peter chapter 3. He said Paul's writings was scripture. So we think about Bible words. I like Bible words. I I want to stay away from the world's words. There's so many slang words today. There's so many words that just has little, almost little to no meaning to it. It's just, you know, I, I, I like this word, amen, because it's a Bible word, a pastor. Here in the U.S., I was reading an article as I was checking some things out, and I will Google this or that, and look at some feelings of people, and this pastor said something like this. He said, uh, uh, amen, the word amen in the Bible is an old and outdated word. Oh, is that right? It's an old and outdated word. We need a new word that can grab the attention of people in our congregation. And uh, they, he recommended to them, instead of saying amen, would say words like just, oh, yeah, you know. God is good. Instead of saying amen, he said, oh, yeah. But that somehow, what does that sound like to you? It's just not as good. It's just somehow it, it does not have the quality to it. It does not have the depth to it. God is good. I like to say amen to that. I agree that God is good. Not an oh, yeah. 
It's a Bible word. Some people even want a Bible. They said, I want a Bible that I can understand. I want a Bible that's kind of written in kind of street language. I want the opposite. I want a Bible that kind of sounds like God. I like the these and the thous, don't you? Uh, I remember as I was coming up, I used to mimic my earthly father's words from time to time, especially we were out on the boat, we were out in the Gulf, we were harvesting once again what I always call the food of heaven, which is, which is seafood. Now, I know that's bias. I understand that. And my father would use a, we call a two-way radio. And he would say certain things on this radio that I, I I like to mimic. I'd go back in the bunk room or back on deck, and I would sort of mimic what he was saying. He was talking to another captain on another vessel, and they would use these words. And I, I, I like using those words. And when I got a little older, when I talked to others, when I was able to use that radio also, I kind of picked up his language. Why? Because that's my dad. Why? Because I wanted to be like my dad. Why? Because I love my dad. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, my Heavenly Father, it's the same. When I read this book, oh, I, I read things that, that has to do with, we think about whether it's praise or adoration to, we think about God. I read about the, the things that uh, God's response to different things. And as I go from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, over and over and over this, I, I, I like talking like this. And Father, I like hearing people pray. It just they just sound like they sound like the Bible, you know. I like Bible words. All I like Bible words. Hold fast the form of sound words. First Thessalonians five talks about those are good words. Titus chapter one, verse nine talks about the faithful word. I like Bible words. And he said here, he said, Let all the people say Amen. So what's wrong with that word? The word Amen. Also, it's scriptural to use this word. On the book of Deuteronomy, I like Deuteronomy 27 because verse 15 through 26, every one of those verses ends with amen. Oh, think about reading of the law in the Old Testament. We think about it especially like in Nehemiah chapter 8. Oh, when they, when they read the, the book of the law, people would agree to that, and all the people would say amen. That is, that is correct. I, I need to I need to learn how to use this word and use this word often. I shouldn't be have to be provoked to do so. I have evangelist friends that uh, they'll say some things and they'll look at the audience. Amen. Come on, amen. You know I don't want to be provoked to do it. I want to say it as I am. Well, I guess provoked by the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm talking about? Because I want it to be real. Ah, uh, we think about amen as a Bible word. It's scriptural to use this word. It also gives identity to people. Psalm 107, which is the next chapter after Psalm 106, verse 48, where it says, let all the people say amen. All right. We have the writer say it in Psalm 107, verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Suppose in a congregation, the pastor says, you know, God has been good. It, you know, thank God for his goodness. You're out there in the, the seat. He said, isn't it wonderful to be a child of God? Isn't it wonderful to be saved? And you're in that seat, you know? What's a good thing to say? Amen. 
You may have people that's in the seats or in the pews that's by you. Maybe they might not even be a Christian. Isn't it good to be saved? And then you say, amen. What does that do? Oops. Identify you with those who are saved. That gives you identity. You know, uh, let people know whose side you're on. You know, this is done throughout. We think about the world. We think about all types of of sports, you know, how, how do you know that some people are for the particular folk that's out there that's playing on the field? You hear them, they're hollering and screaming, and I'm not saying that's what you need to do in church, but I know amen gives identity. It gives life and enjoyment into the service. You know, I've been in services sometimes it was just, oh, it was just kind of like being in a funeral home. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to be nice now. And it's kind of like it's Kind of like it's icy and how like you skate down the aisle. It's so cold, all but to be in a church. I'm not talking about a wildfire. I'm not talking about hundreds and people just acting crazy in a church. I'm talking about where there's good amens every once in a while, said by people that enjoy the things of God. It's also encouraging to the pastor. Sometimes I've struggled through trying to say some things. And uh, it's kind of like wading in concrete. It's kind of sitting up around your boots, you know. It's getting hard to do this. And someone has said, amen, preacher. And oh, my, wow. You know, that's like saying sick him to the dog that's, that's hunting, you know. Oh, that helped me so much. Amen. It's an encouragement. Also, it's contagious. Oh, you might say amen. Someone next to you may do this. I want to learn how to do it now because heaven is filled with it. Revelation 5, Revelation 7, Revelation 19, Revelation 22. It's all over heaven. The word amen. I want to use it. It's a Bible word. It's scriptural to do so. Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn having to say amen.